Hey guys, welcome to the Learn, Live, Love Abroad podcast. I'm here, Kodiak Bay, with my co-host, Alicia. Hi guys. And we're going to be talking to you guys about communication. So this is a little bit more on the love side than the abroad side of our uh, podcast. No abroad side, actually. Yep. But let's be honest, if you guys can't talk and communicate, frankly, to with your significant other, I mean, the travel side's gonna be next to impossible. Yeah, don't go on a trip if you can't, like, talk with each other or communicate. That would be um, asking for disaster, so. Yeah. So, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about a couple, we're gonna talk about a few things, um, about how to work with your, work, work with your partner, as well as, um, work on yourself and them yeah make sure that um all of like both you and them need to be able to work on the relationship together and so um i think first we're gonna talk about uh how do you become willing to work on the relationship because some people they just feel like it's it's not really worth it or they're too busy um that you're not good enough for them or they're not good enough for you so or you don't have enough time yeah so and these are all common you know misconceptions I know one of my good buddies ended up uh, falling out of his relationship because he claimed that he didn't have enough time to deal with it and work on it and then you know frustration added on to frustration and she would definitely just push his buttons to push his buttons so yeah, so um, I think that work is not really an excuse. I think that if relationships are meant to be, you're gonna you're gonna make time for the other person. Um, yeah, I also think that even if you do work a lot, it can it can add some issues, but those issues can be overcame relatively easily. Yeah. Yep. yep. For sure. And this podcast is going to be a little bit more vague compared yeah. to the next one. The next one, we're actually going to dive into some specifics, um, um, whatnot. Yeah, we talked about this, and this one's pretty vague. It's pretty. It's an overview, and then uh, next time we'll we'll dive more into the nitty gritty kind of stuff. So, yeah. so oh, got a buzz. Um, so why? Why do you think people people believe they're not good enough? Well, I think it could lead to a lot of things, like, um, or lead because of a lot of things. <laughs> um, like, if you're depressed or you, the other person is constantly outshining you or doing something better than you or has a better job or there's money involved and mm-hmm. they make more money than you and... I don't know. You can just you can start to feel really put down and uh, not as important as the other person. So then you think that you're not good enough. There's also the possibility that um, your significant other is is telling you that you're not good enough for them. In in which case, what should happen? Well, you should probably that's that's definitely emotional abuse, and you should probably you should probably leave them. Because there's not much that's easy to reclamation say. for there. That's I easy mean, for me to be like, you should leave them. But in the circumstances, 
people don't really tend to realize that they're being constantly put down until something just clicks in their head or they never do right. so 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 working off that how can someone look at their relationship and say hey my partner's you know emotionally abusive there's no like what's the bailout point well, in your mind okay well in my so here let me jog your memory with something you used to help me earlier so what is it like make you feel small so when you were talking because you had you had a falling out with one of your good friends um and you said that she would always after you'd hang out with her you would always feel small like yeah yeah well i mean she was just always really uh, controlling and she would she would tell me oh well you shouldn't do that or you shouldn't do this and it was you shouldn't wear that oh that doesn't look good on you blah 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 and I think that if if you want to do something or if you want to wear something then you shouldn't be discouraged from making your own choices and I, I guess I haven't really had a whole lot of time to reflect on it because I just after it was after I realized what was happening and after we like met the the breaking point, um, I, I I never really looked back on it, and I never I never really I I mean I haven't talked to her since, so yeah I haven't had a huge amount of time to reflect on it, but yeah true, but I I think honestly if you are feeling like you're crap or you're worthless, that is the point to break away. If you can't maintain your own self-esteem through these through these environments that you know your significant other is putting you through, I think that's the time where you need to say, okay, hey, we need to either split or you need time alone to try to get your own mental abilities back in line and back in place. Yeah, if somebody makes you feel bad, you shouldn't hang out with that person, regardless if they're your boyfriend or you're just just your friend. And, you know, we make a big fuss about what we put into our bodies and what we, you know, read and whatnot, and it changes everything. Well, people people are a consumable item. So That if, made it sound like you were eating them or right? something. <laughs> no, no kidding. But you are the average of the people you surround yourself with, and if you surround yourself with jerks, then you're going to be a jerk. Yeah. So. Or, yeah, for sure. I mean, you should never... You should never feel like you're not good enough for the other person. Because, right. I mean, they chose you. So obviously you are good enough unless they're telling you consistently that you're like a horrible human being. Right. And then you shouldn't be with that person. Right. And as far as, you know, the outshining goes, if someone else is just performing better or doing better than you, then, you know, that, that can be fixed in a couple of ways you can you know take steps or take strides to better yourself or produce better you know whatever you guys are are competing in i guess whatever he's out he or she is outshining you in yeah i mean if they if they're making more money than you if they're flaunting it in your face then you shouldn't be with that person but i mean if it's just you and they don't have a problem because they're making more money and they don't really care but you're making less and you feel 
less than them, mm-hmm. then you just you kind of have to tell yourself that maybe your job, maybe you like work for a nonprofit and you're not making as much because you're because you're working for a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And then what you're doing is is great and you shouldn't worry about like how much money you're making then. Yeah. But I mean some people just like to be high rollers. That's true. Some people like to work them like that's what they pour their soul into. Mm-hmm. And if you're if your significant other is one of those pe- pers- people <laughs> um then Oh man, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> All right. Well, well, what I was getting at is some people are just kind of high rollers, and they they like to oh man, they like to feel like they have it all. You know what I mean? So what I was trying to get at was, at what point do you discern when your significant other is just trying to be a high roller and be you know flaunty and putting you down because they have more money than you? So, like, yeah. for, for example, this is, how, this is how I think you can tell the difference. If, if they go out and buy a new car and they're like, well, why haven't you bought a new car? You need a new car. I'm not going to buy you a new car. That's totally different than them being like, hey, check this out. I just bought a new car. This is awesome, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it can make you feel really small as, like. Right. But, I mean, if there's no malicious intent, I don't think, you know, it's not. Yeah. It's not worthy to end the relationship. No. Right. No. You just, you probably should talk to them, obviously. Communication (laughs) is key. Uh, You should talk to them and tell them that you feel like they have more money than you or they're in some way better than you. And you should talk about it because the other person probably doesn't realize that they're either flaunting it or that you feel this way obviously they don't know you feel this way or else if they really loved you they wouldn't be like flaunting what they have in front of you if it made you so uncomfortable and in part two we'll talk about how to approach someone and how to actually go about doing it we'll we'll touch on it briefly in this but we'll go into more detail yeah um in the next podcast the best way to communicate and not have explosions yeah (laughs) not have it lead to a fight but it still can because any because there's tons of different types of people out there and lord knows they all like to fight at times yeah i mean you're gonna fight (laughs) you're gonna if you're in a relationship you're gonna have fights like nobody doesn't have fights your fights can vary in extremeness but you are not gonna get away with no fights and another thing to note is when after you tell them this and they go, oh, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, I'll try not to, don't be completely deflated the next two, three, five times that they do it because it's something that was habitually set when they were younger to show off what they have, you know, and this can come from numerous childhood issues and whatnot. So it, it's or ingrained just, into them. Or just trained as a human being. To be like, I have more than you. Or like... <clears throat> Stereotypical man. <laughs> <laughs> or be like, look at my new color pencils when you're like really, really young and everybody like wants to use the cool markers, you know? Right. So, or you want the like, the pink Jeep, Barbie Jeep when right. you're like really... I wanted the pink Barbie Jeep. <laughs> I never got one. It's yeah. fine. But you, you just have to call them on it and do it nicely. You know, men tend to 
and this is this is relatively widely accepted um, with some gender it's definitely it's flips as well still a stereotype but, but men don't like to be criticized so with that if you really want to try to avoid the fight or if you want to poke the flame just criticize but if you want to try to avoid that do it in such a way that you know be like hey you know I, we I talked we talked the other day criticized right i think this is a general human stereotype thing people don't like to be like oh you're doing this wrong mm-hmm. i can't i can't remember who it was but someone just recently put out a study where they said it wasn't just recently it was a couple years ago but they they put out a study and they said that men relax men react the most negatively to criticism and women react the most negatively to um uh, not fondness what's the um like withdrawal so women react very negatively like emotional withdrawal yeah so like if somebody who's... like they feel like they're losing someone so like emotional right so so if you can manage to not not trigger the um the fight flight or freeze in your partner by bringing it up in a certain way you know and it's gonna take practice yeah but so i think that a common excuse for not talking about the relationship usually is like oh i'm too tired like i'm exhausted and i don't think that's that's not an excuse i mean if you're if you may be sick of your job but that's your own problem you need to find something that you truly are passionate about um which can be difficult for some people but that may be a reason why you're tired you might not be getting enough sleep or you might be like physically ill which can also be a problem but all these things like they don't they don't continually happen you know what i mean it's not a long-term thing Mm -hmm. so so then how do you how do you totally fell out of my brain crap um (laughs) uh so then when you're when you're approaching your significant other how would you what nothing oh okay nothing you gave me a weird look (laughs) oh man um yep so okay okay i'm gonna talk now okay okay so um (laughs) yeah yeah you're gonna talk okay so if you don't see a future which is the reason why you're not talking about the relationship then you have to like break up with them it may like people don't like to break up with other people but that's what you have to do like you mm-hmm. can't just keep dragging them on especially if you're like oh well i don't see a future but free dinner i mean like no yeah. that's wrong that's morally wrong I've, and i've heard people stay longer for much less <laughs> i know so um if you don't then break up with them find somebody you actually like to spend mm-hmm. time with um okay well he, well here's a common here's a common reoccurring thing so let's say Johnny's in a relationship with Jill, okay? Mm-hmm. And Johnny is absolutely terrified of social of social events. So staying with Jill, even though the relationship is bad but not the worst it can be, what why should why should he bail on the relationship just because what, you know it's bad? Are you saying that Jill is good at being at social events? Like 
Like she's his crutch? No, well, they don't have to necessarily be at a social event. Like, I'm just saying, he's afraid to step back into that single life. There's so other ways to find. There's other ways to find people. You don't have to go to a bar and like meet people. Like, I mean, if he's really has crippling social anxiety, how did he meet Jill? Well, I don't know. <laughs> In class, they had to sit next to each other. <laughs> well, then. Maybe he should keep taking classes, like, things he's interested in. Yep. It's true. It's a good way to find people with similar interests. Yeah. There's no reason that he can't find somebody else, unless he, like, can't go outside. He's like a vampire. But even the internet, like, you have the internet, so, no. Vampires, no excuse. (laughs) (laughs) You you can find love. No excuse for you vampires out there. Come on. Get with the program. Oh, man. All right. So, if you see a problem and your significant other doesn't, how do you approach this? So, like, for example, with us and the cutting boards, how would you like to be approached with the fact that I absolutely hate it when there's dirty (laughs) cutting boards on the counter? And this is a real issue, guys. Like, I hate it. I don't know why. It's so weird. It's a cutting board. It's not even... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> besides my little random nuances. How would you like to be approached by that? Well, I mean, if the way that you did it, it was you were like, "Well, I know that you don't know this because you do this all quite a bit is that you leave like dirty cutting boards. Not like meat covered cut, cutting oh, boards. No, I right. have to like point that out. It's not like I'm cutting like meat on these cutting boards and then like letting them sit there for days. It's no, it's like, like vegetables it's or, like vegetables or like like, or like cheese or something yeah something not gross okay anyway <laughs> <laughs> the way that you you said it was was nice because you were like oh I know that you don't know this but that really bothers me and I was like oh I didn't know that you're right and then you were like well you can try to stop doing that and I'll remind you every time I see a dirty cutting board or you like leave the kitchen for an extended period of time and don't rinse slash put your cutting board in the dishwasher. So, mm-hmm. um, it was nice that you didn't like immediately come up to me and be like, "Leisha, why don't you ever clean the cutting boards?" and like yell at me because right. I would have been, I would have cried. <laughs> I would have. So if you guys approach your significant other with something you know, a lot calmer. <laughs> And if you, if you can pick the right time to walk up and just be frank with them. I mean, you're with them for a reason, so just walk up, just lay it out there. You know, I, I don't necessarily need a whole lot of lead-in. Like, her, Alicia walking up to me and being like, hey, you overfill your contact solution case, and when you put your fingers in it, it leaves a residue on the counter. Either wipe the residue off or use less. Also a real problem. Also a real issue. <laughs> um... Man, we're just going to cover all of our issues today. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's no, good. we got way more than one. Yeah, no. We would have to take, like, hours. But, you know, I, I personally like that Frank come up. Tell me straight. Tell me quickly. You know, but I'm also a relatively efficient. I enjoy in efficiency. Well, I think one of the issues is that um, <clears throat> the reason that things, like, build up in people's minds is because... 
it happens over and over and over again. And then they forget about it. Like, they keep forgetting to tell them. And then it becomes this point where they're just, like, so agitated by it that, like, one time it happens and they're, like, freak out. Mm-hmm. And you have to you have to kind of, like, step back. And if you do freak out at the person and be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you do this, and you've never told them before, it's different if you've, like, told them five or six times. And like, seriously, you've got to stop doing this. Mm-hmm. But if you've never told them before, you need to, like, take a step back, breathe, and then, like, reapproach the person and be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean to, like, yell at you. But this bothers me, <laughs> clearly, since I just yelled at you about it. But don't try not to get to that point at all. Right. And try to remember, like, as soon as you realize it, like, tell the person. Even if you have to text them and be like, hey, Remind me to tell talk to you about um, leaving cutting boards on the counter. Like, text them right then. And then if they're like, what do you mean? You can just be like, oh, it just kind of bothers me and I don't want to talk to you about it. But we can wait until later if you want. So that, I, I don't know, that that's right along the lines of we need to talk. No, it's not. Yeah, it totally is. No, because you are explaining yourself. Except randomly out of the blue, getting a text message and being like, hey, remind me to chastise you about leaving the cutting board. Well, yeah, but that's how I heard it. Well, then how how would you want that done? Like, how would you? Because I don't want you to forget about it. Right. You know? Well, is is this before or after we discussed that it bugs me? No, like before. You've never told me before. Okay. Then... I wouldn't text. I would write it on my hand, to be honest with you. Okay, well, then do that. I wouldn't clue in the other person until we could actually discuss it. This is good. I won't text you. Yeah, don't. Yeah, that that would have been bad. I would have been like, what the hell? What do you mean we need to talk about me not leaving the cutting boards on the on the counter? But see, I thought it would be okay because I explained what I wanted to talk to you about. No. Oh. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. But see, this is the type of conversation you have to have. Yeah. <laughs> so you're with them for a reason. Either they are fantastic at some other things, or you enjoy being around them. And if you enjoy being around them, you can talk to them. So just ask them how they would like issues brought forth. And then if they get all weird and like, what do you mean I have issues? You know, then just, just be like, kinda... everybody has issues. Yeah. So one of two things you could do there, you could just kind of like back off and be like, oh, yeah, well, uh, uh, just kind of leave it be for a minute and then come back to it or just point out that you know you have issues too and you two are in this together use the magic word we 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 have we issues is the magic word whenever uh, you're discussing something with someone without blaming them we is the magic word like, right. we need to start doing this and even if it is their fault like yeah. even I don't leave dirty cutting boards but even though Alicia does I could approach it as, hey, this is kind of starting to bug me. Can we try to put them away more often? Or clean them or put them in the sink. Right. That kind of thing. Like even putting them in the sink. (laughs) Just not on the counter. I don't know why that bugs me so much. I have no idea why. My parents leave cutting boards on their counter all the time. I know. I was going to say. They're not dirty, but they're always on. Like they, that's the place they live is on the counter. That's weird. 
I admit that's weird. I have no idea. Yep. I don't like your saline solution because it's sticky. Oh, I know. That that was fair enough. <laughs> but obviously the key is the doctor. Yeah. So if you don't think you're good enough, then you have to realize that you're ho- you're hurting like both people in the relationship because it's it's not something that your significant other thinks is wrong. Like they probably have no idea. And so you're just sitting there suffering alone and that's making your relationship suffer. Right. And along those lines, if if your significant other doesn't necessarily think they're good enough, a lot of times it's because of one little thing. It's because of something that you do every day like oh you have the motivation to get up and run in the morning and i don't because we have different sleep cycles or because i would rather run in the evening but you would rather run in the morning yeah yeah like you (laughs) yes like i i love getting up in the morning and i'm up by you know seven or if i sleep in 10 she'll sleep till like noon but she'll stay up till like midnight like three in the afternoon (laughs) But, but yeah, of course, of course, you're good enough, and you need to talk to your significant other about it because they chose to be with you for a reason, and mm-hmm. they they obviously still love you, if they're they're with you still, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, of course, there are some special some special cases. Right. So one of one of the biggest ones, and this kind of uh, will roll into talking with your significant other. I had a good buddy he ended up dating in high school. And yes, I know high school. Oh my God, so long ago for some of us. But during high school, this girl was very active. You know, she played sports. She was a very go-getter. And and so was he. Well, towards the end of high school, he got senior goggles. And it was more of, you know, oh, I get to work. I get to go out. And I get to be this overachieving person that I really am without the restraints of school. And she kind of fell into the opposite. She fell into the oh my god, school's ending, now my life's starting, what do I do, how do I do this, you know. What do I want to do? Right, spent no time in figuring out what she's going to do after high school, has no idea how to lead her life. So, and ironically, the guy in this was very poor at ending things, and he just couldn't do it. I mean, he puts up this whole facade like, oh yeah, I don't give a F about you know anyone's feelings blah 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 you know he's he's the fake effort guy like oh yeah effort but in reality he's like oh my god really yeah. um he's the worst at breaking up he'll yeah. date somebody for forever two years past their expiration date yeah the relationship's <laughs> expiration date it's bad it's but he needs communication and and there was multiple steps where he tried to talk to her and be like hey what do you want to do you know and they kind of talked about it and decided on going into her going into culinary arts and then she went to school for culinary arts and she just really didn't like it and you know the typical blah lazy person on the couch syndrome and then you know after this this massive build-up he ended up ending it with her i think if if that does happen if you if you see you and your significant others start to drift apart then you kind of have to end it. Because mm-hmm. if you're not going to be going the same direction, it's never going to work, you know? Right. And and with them, he used a lot of 
oh, you know, I'm working. I have too much. I don't have enough time for this. I don't have the ability. I don't have the the mental, you know, because they were always away. They didn't live with each other, so we couldn't be like, hey, let's talk when we get home. And don't ever use the word let's talk, okay? Like, that's total taboo. But, you know, there was no chance because whenever they would go out, it would be considered a date. And you had he had this big, well, they, they had this big, like, oh, no, we're on a date. We can't talk about serious stuff. Which I, I didn't understand, but that was something that they they had. Interesting. Yeah, so if it wasn't a date, then they could talk about serious relationship stuff, which was when they were at her house. I don't know, it was weird. It was a weird dynamic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, you, if you're not going to talk about it, and you're not going to see if you are traveling down the same path, then you have to end it. Right. It's just best for both of you. Mm-hmm. You need somebody who's like interested in the same things as you, so... And even if they're not interested, per se, in the same things as you, you need to at least see, to eye, see eye to eye. So if you have one person that's, like, huge into business and another person that's huge into sports, you know, and someone's super overactive in sports and the other person's super overactive in their job, those two can still make a great couple as long as they can see eye to eye and, you know, take interest in what the other one's talking about. Yeah, and talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, in, in that story, we covered a couple topics. So if, if you talk to them, see if you can change it. Now, with that, that doesn't mean change your entire personality to fit what this person wants, you know? They got with you for a reason because they liked qualities that you have that you got innately. But there are certain things that can be tweaked that... Um, that don't necessarily change your personality. Yeah. And if if you think that there's a that your significant other isn't good enough, mm-hmm. then first you have to identify why you think that. And you have to talk to the person about it and you if it's something that they can change like like leaving dirty cutting boards on the counter, then Tell them and talk to them about it. But if it's something that is just, you know, them themselves, like, you don't want to be with somebody who's religious and their religion is their life, then you have to break it off. Yeah, because that would be an interesting event. Massive anti-Christian atheist with someone who is just super, super religious. Yeah, that would be hilarious. I don't know how... that. Well, I mean, some people might be able to make it work just because that's not what's most important to them, but... I foresee issues when they have kids. I foresee issues before they get married. Oh, yeah, totally. 